Paul here with today's tip to help you pass ACLS. The pericardium is a thick fiber sac that surrounds the heart. This sac doesn't have the ability to expand much, so if fluid accumulates in the space between the pericardium and the heart, it compresses the heart, limiting its ability to pump blood to the brain and body. When blood or other fluids accumulate the sac around the heart, it's called a cardiac tamponade or a pericardial tamponade. Tamponade is one of the T's in the H and T reversible causes of cardiac arrest that we consider when working a code. Things in the patient's history, signs present before the patient arrested that might lead us to suspect tamponade, and what we can do to correct it is today's PASS ACLS tip topic. Listening to a tip or two daily for a few weeks before your class will help to cement the key concepts needed for you to pass your ACLS written exam and megacode. Push the plus, follow, or subscribe button in your listening app now and listen to short three to nine minute long episodes that cover a core ACLS topic at your convenience. If you're looking for more free medical and ACLS related podcasts, check out conveymed.io and the pod resource page at passacls.com. As little as 50 milliliters or a little under one quarter cup of blood or other fluids can cause a pericardial tamponade. In cardiac tamponade, the electrical system of the heart is functioning fine. Due to compression of the heart from the fluid accumulation, there's an inability for the heart's chambers to fully open to allow blood in that can be ejected during contraction. This decreases the preload and negatively affects stroke volume, cardiac output, and coronary artery circulation. Cardiac tamponade can result from an acute event or chronic conditions. There are many causes of tamponade, including trauma, iatrogenic, or pathological. Bleeding is the most common cause of tamponade and can be caused by blunt or penetrating chest trauma or sudden deceleration injuries such as those from a seatbelt or steering wheel. Iatrogenic complications from PCI, cabbage, or other procedures where coronary arteries or the vena cava can be injured during cannulization or rupture of a transmural myocardial infarction. Tamponade can also be caused by infections or malignancies where the buildup is a pus-like exudate. If any of these factors are noted in the patient's history, a cardiac tamponade could be the cause. Some signs that might have been present prior to the patient arresting that further support the possibility of tamponade include tachycardia, JVD, muffled heart sounds, a narrowing pulse pressure or falling systolic pressure, and in some cases, pulsus paradoxus. Remember that one of the goals of ACLS is to recognize life-threatening conditions before a patient goes into cardiac arrest and take actions to prevent them from arresting. If you observe signs consistent with a cardiac tamponade, speak up. To learn more about the causes, physiology, and treatment of cardiac tamponade, I've placed a link to a Ninja Nerd podcast episode that goes into more detail on the pod resource page at passacls.com. PEA is a common finding early in pulseless patients with cardiac tamponade because the electrical system of the heart is functioning fine, but mechanically the heart can't pump blood. Eventually, the myocardium will become hypoxic, then irritable, and go into fibrillation or asystole. Some symptoms of cardiac tamponade are similar to those of tension pneumothorax, 
another reversible H&T cause of cardiac arrest, so it's important to listen to bilateral breath sounds prior to performing an intervention. For tension pneumothorax, the treatment goal is to release the thoracic pressure by needle decompression or insertion of a chest tube. For cardiac tamponade, the treatment is reducing the pressure by evacuating the fluid via a pericardiocentesis. I go over tension pneumothorax in another PASS ACLS Tip of the Day episode. In pericardiocentesis, a needle is passed through the chest wall in the pericardium. Once the tip of the needle is in the pericardial space, between the pericardium and the heart, gentle pressure on a syringe is applied to evacuate any fluids. As you can imagine, the complications of pericardiocentesis done incorrectly can be significant. Pericardiocentesis should only be performed by professionals that have been appropriately trained and are working within their scope of practice. When pericardiocentesis is effective, the patient will show almost immediate improvement. If you found today's tip on cardiac tamponade helpful, consider giving back via the link in the episode notes or take a few seconds to share PASS ACLS with your coworkers and classmates on LinkedIn or other social media. I'm here to help you pass ACLS. Thanks for listening, and good luck with your class.